morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along today on this Monday morning. I'd like to talk this week about money. And I'd like to talk about some, as the world is, financial issues are becoming tighter. Inflation is a genuine threat. Potential food shortages are a genuine threat, not only in America, but especially other parts of the world. And I think I'd, I'd, I'd like us to be strong. <clears throat> Many of us aren't in a good position. And what I'd like to share today is what I'm just calling my God-fearing, common-sense rules of financial wisdom. These are things that, to be honest, have served Roz and I very well. Some simple rules that we learned, maybe some of us from our own heritage, definitely from the Bible. And actually, an insurance agent shared a couple of these thoughts with me one one year, many years ago, when I was putting on a seminar, he gave me his ideas. They helped form mine. I've given a lot of thought about money. There are people in the world that have, uh, don't have very many kids and have two incomes. And in our case, we've been a one-income family, and we've had five children. And so we had to figure out some ways of how to make this really work for us. And so can I share with you just some basic rules that have worked for us, and I hope they'll work for you. Number one, rule number one, live on last year's level of income, not next year's. You get a raise at work this year, and it's so easy to want to just go out and spend it. We got those stimulus checks. It's so easy to just go out and spend it. As a matter of fact, that's what they wanted us to do. That's why they gave it to us that we'd go out and spend it and keep the economy rolling. It's so easy to celebrate a raise, to go out and blow it all on one big purchase. Meanwhile, we still have debt that's not been paid off. We've not saved up for an emergency fund. We're not prepared for what could happen. And in time, we find ourselves in this rat race. Further than that, lots of times, we not only spend the raise we got this year but we presume upon the future and spend the raise we expect to get next year and we and we no longer ask the question can i afford it we simply ask can i afford the payments and a lot of people when they if they figure out a budget that's all they're asking not can i afford it but can i afford the payments and what this leads to, and the Bible warns us against this, this leads to the idea that we become enslaved to debt. Now, the Bible says the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. I was years ago, I was taught that slave, or excuse me, that the debt is a sin. I don't think debt is a sin, but I think it is a judgment. And if we are in debt, indeed we are under, we're, we're not meant to be in debt. In Deuteronomy it says that if we're fearing God and walking God's way as a people, as a nation, as a family, as individuals, we will lend and not borrow. And indeed the fact that we borrow so much as a nation, as families, as individuals, as companies, so many of us are, have such incredible amounts of debt. Is it a sin? I think it's a judgment. It's unwise. 
And the Bible warns us that the borrower becomes the lender's slave. The lender has power over your life now. The lender can tell you what to do. The lender has a certain control over you if you owe the lender money. Borrowing has sapped so much energy out of the church. So many people who would like to do good things can't. I know, I know students who really felt compelled to want to go into missions. They come out of college, they want to go into missions, they can't. They've got huge amounts of student loans that they've got to work hard, sometimes for years and years and years, just to get to break-even point where they could consider now going on to those mission trips that they feel God was calling them to. They just can't do it. I know other people, they, they, they so many things. A wife, a, a wife has to go into, um, uh, take a, on a, a job. They have to take on a second job. They have to get more income. They have to do all kinds of things to pay their debt service just to take care of the debts they've accumulated. So is debt is it a sin? It's a sin to fall behind in your payments. Romans 13, 8, owe no man anything but that you love him. I, I don't believe that means that you have no debt obligations. It means that you've fallen behind in your debt, that he could say you're, you're not paying what you owe. But if you find yourself in debt, it is you become a slave. Now, I'm, I must add an, another word here. I mentioned that Roz and I have lived this way. Roz and I have never been in debt. We've never had debt with two exceptions. Number one, we, we you know, got a mortgage for our home and for investment real estate properties that we've had. And so we have, we've gotten debt for investment purposes. We always did it very carefully. We were confident we could pay it off. We were confident that we weren't under a tremendous stress. We were confident we would have cash flow so that we, if our if our tenant was, you know, a few days behind, we weren't going to stress that we couldn't make our payment. We always had that cash flow available. Secondly, one time we did uh, borrow for a car. We had always bought our cars in cash. And the, one time we did borrow for a car. And the reason being, interest rates were so incredibly low, like 2%, it's like you almost couldn't resist. You almost had to say, you know, I know I could do better than this. You know, I have the money, and I have the money to buy the car, but I know I can do better with it investing it elsewhere than putting it into this car. I know I can get better than 2%. Those are the only two times we have ever gone in debt. We do have a credit card, and matter of fact, more than one credit card. We pay it off every single month. We never fall behind on our credit card. We have not had personal loans. We've not spent we've not gotten in debt for things that we don't need the only things we've done have been investments really in real estate well this leads to this next thing here why do people get in debt and i can't there's many many reasons but i came up with just five i'd like to mention here briefly today and watch out for yourself see if any of these relate to you number one it's just too easy it's too easy to get a loan you know, we, have, we, we had a single guy living with us here, and he got married. And when he got married, obviously he moved out. And, but some of his mail kept coming here, and he'd get credit card offers every day. And then he bought a house. He and his wife bought a house. And the, they started flooding in again. 
you know, if, you, if you're getting married, if you're getting a house, when you make these financial decisions, they know who you are and they're seeking you out to offer you credit. And it's so easy to get it. All you have to do is sign the form and send it back in. You have access to thousands of dollars. I don't get the credit card offers that much anymore. What I get are these checks, these things in the mail that's a check made out to me. All I have to do is go cash it. Like $50,000, $60,000. All I have to do is cash it. And then I'm, I've got the loan. That's what I, all I had to do. 12, 13, 14% loan. And it's awfully easy to say, whoa, that's made Tom short $40,000. It's, it's so easy. Wow, sign it. I've got all that money. I just became a slave. That's what I did. I just became a slave to that lender. Our current policies, when I used to teach on this subject, I used to be able to say and make clearly, like if you're paying 12% interest on something and, you're, and you could get 7% in the bank, it would, you know, look at the difference here and look how beneficial it would be to get a, to save money instead of get a loan. But those days are long gone. They might come back, but they're long gone because now basically you're, you're saying so many, so much credit is available, just like single digit. And at a bank, you can't get anything for your money, any kind of a safe return. If you want a, a very secure return, you can't get anything. 0.02% or something. And the policies of our government, the policies of our banks, of our central bank, all these things make it so easy, so easy to borrow money. It's just really hard to turn it down. Why not? Why not get it? Well, you've got to have some real resistance because, again, the borrower becomes the lender's slave. Be careful. It's too easy. Why else do people get in debt? It's unexpected events. We're going to talk about this later in the week, but, you know, something may happen. A medical emergency, an accident, a slip, a fall, a, a wreck on, the on your way to work, in your car. Uh, all kinds of things happen that we don't expect. Sometimes they happen in our economy. We call them black swan events, like a 9-11 or, or going to war or something of this nature. Something that was not seen or expected, but it has dramatic impact. We'll talk about that later in the week. Third thing, this is big, folks. Being unable to distinguish between wants and needs. Between wants and needs. Here again, when all these credit cards come in when you're newly married, all these credit cards come in when you just buy a house. And there's all kinds of things you want, don't you? You want nice furniture. You want new window treatments. You want maybe different carpeting. You want to landscape outside. You want all these things. And you got that little piece of plastic in your hand, and it looks like we can afford the payments. Besides, we're going to get a raise next year. And it's so easy to not have the discipline to say, do we need it? If we can't really afford it in cash, do we need it? Now, sometimes there might be something you do need, and you may need to go in debt for it. But if you don't need it, then should you get it? Is it really worth it? Because you're going to be paying, you're going to have to pay for it. You're going to have to pay a lot more for it in the long run than if you would have just waited a little bit. Like I said, if you get that raise this year, take that extra money, pay off debt, prepare uh, prepare for the future, save some, have an emergency fund, things of this nature. Fourth, this is a big one, instant versus delayed gratification. The Bible teaches that we should be people who are content. 
in our life, the whole Christian life is one of delayed gratification, isn't it? Don't we say that what we're really living for, we're probably not going to get it until we get to heaven. Our whole life is one of, of what I really want is a future. And, and, I'm, and the people who don't come to Christ is because they want it here, they want it now. They're not willing to wait. We've got to have that. We've got to have that discipline. It's not, this is not saying in life that what I'm advising here with rule number one, I'm not advising that you can't ever have anything. I'm not advising that you can't ever get anything. That there's, you're not allowed to buy something nice or, or get a new car or, or, or get that carpet or that new furniture. Or anything. What I'm saying is if you delay your gratification, if you wait until you can afford to buy it rather than afford the payments on it, you'll not find yourself in slavery to your lender. And then finally, the reason people get in debt, they just plan on it. This is the world we live in today. Most people just plan on, I'm going to get it now, and I'm going to pay for it in the long run. And that's their expectation. And again, what I would say with such low interest rates, that's quite appealing. It, it kind of does make sense in a lot of ways. But if interest rates do change and if the economy gets tougher and our situations get tougher, watch out. You might have wished that you had followed these time-tested, age-old principles of not going in debt, not presuming on the future, and not assuming you know what the future holds. You might have wished you would have had that instead of risking here, okay? So here we are. I want to encourage you in, in this rule number one. Rule number one, here it is. Live on last year's level of income, not next year's. We've tried to live this way. We've tried to, and it's served us well. It's enabled us financially to have our head above water, to never feel like we're sinking, and to be in a place where indeed um, we, we now are seeing the benefit of years and years and years and years of earning more each year than we actually spend, it's paying off, and we're grateful. Father in heaven, we thank you today that you are our provider, and we thank you that you do give all that we need. We know, Lord, that we're living in a time of abundance, and we have been living this way. So much of the abundance we've had, though, Lord, it's been debt, and it's been a and and there's in a, in the nation, in the government, in people it's just all over the place easy money easy loans low interest rates hardly have to prove we can even pay it back and there's been such a flood of money into our culture and we become used to debt we become used to uh, overextending ourselves we become used to having it right now right now because it's so cheap and easy and lord i don't know but it just seems like things could be different it seems like there could be some times of challenge ahead of us I pray for each of us here, Father, that we'd be wise with our money. We'd be prepared. We'd be intelligent. We would be learning how to delay gratification. We'd know how to distinguish between what we need and what we just might want. And if we just want it, can we afford it? And if we can afford it, fine. If not, Lord, help us to have the discipline and the self-control and the constraint to not put ourselves in bondage. And I pray for this, Father. I just pray for everyone on this live stream. I pray for everyone who comes here every day. Lord, I pray we would not be slaves to lenders. I pray we would be financially free to live the lives, to invest our money, 
to give our money, to be generous people, to invest in the kingdom of God, to invest in eternal riches, eternal rewards, to have the finances that you've entrusted, that we had managed them properly, we'd manage them well, in such a way that our that our lives would be free to serve you and we'd not be the slaves of men. We've been bought with a price. We belong to you. We don't want to become the slaves of a bank, slaves of a loan loan officer, slaves of anyone. We don't want to be slaves of anyone or anything other than our Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray and we bless you. And we love you now in Jesus' name. Give you praise. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me today. God bless each one of you. I'm glad you're here with me. We're here every day, and I hope you will join us every day. If you do, uh, make sure you leave a comment. I see here for some reason, I'm not seeing any chat today. Maybe somehow it got turned off. I don't know why. It's not coming through on my screen. Hopefully some of you others are seeing it. But if you do come here regularly, join the chat. If you come here live at 8.30 a.m. each morning, join the chat. Leave a message. Say hi to people. Let us know where you're from. I always like reading them. I'm encouraged by them. Or if you watch later in the day, leave your name in the in the uh, uh, leave a message in the uh, in in the in the uh, chat below. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. Love to know who you are, where you come, how you know about me, and so forth. We're here every day because we're not once a week Christians. We're not every once a year Christians, and we're not just a few, when I feel like Christians. We're serious about following God. We're serious about following Jesus Christ. We're serious about being Christians, and to do that, we need the Word of God every day. We're here to inspire you, encourage you, teach you, help you be a better Christian. So join me every day. I hope you subscribe, hit the notify button, and are part of this community, okay? God bless you. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, fill you with His strength, His joy, His love. You've got something the world didn't give, give you. Don't let the world take it away from you. Amen. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow.